So namaste, welcome everybody. As you can see, we're starting in sitting today. I'm sitting on a blanket to give a little bit of a lift underneath my hips to make them more comfortable. And I'm doing a bit of wriggling around to get my balance on my sitting bones and bring my pelvis into neutral so that I can feel my spine start to grow taller and my shoulders relax. And at the start of our practice here, we could do as we always do, follow the breath in through the nose and do a long, soft sigh out between the lips. And maybe do that a few times. Follow the breath in through the nose and a long, soft sigh out between the lips. Maybe with the long, soft sigh, you feel some tension drop out of the shoulders or the jaw or the forehead. And it might even feel natural to let your eyes gently close for a bit. And maybe take some time to notice some of the sounds around you. So in my space here, there was a dishwasher running, but I've turned that off because I didn't think I really needed that background noise. I can hear other sounds in my space. I can hear my fire crackling in the other room. I can hear the fridge quietly running. I can hear the traffic outside every now and then. Maybe if I'm lucky, I'll hear some bird sounds sometimes. And just notice what sounds there are in your space, in the room that you're in, in other parts of the building that you're in, and perhaps even further away in the distance, and just allowing those sounds to come to you and then letting them go. Just using them as a very useful tool to help bring your attention into the present. And you might take a moment to just notice that attention and what's the quality of your attention like this morning at the start of your practice. And I hesitate to use that term quality because that kind of implies there's a good or bad. There isn't. But maybe we notice our quality of attention is a little bit scattered. Maybe there's some other thoughts popping into our heads. Maybe our quality of attention is a little bit judgmental while oh, my hips aching. I shouldn't have done that gardening yesterday. Perhaps we can offer a little bit of kindness to our own attention here. So noticing what the quality of our attention is like, but not giving ourselves a hard time about what we think it's like. And you might start to deepen your breathing a little bit more. 
You might even start to come into a soft ujjayi breath. That breath that makes a little bit of sound in the back of the throat. You might feel like you're drawing your breath in and out from the back of the throat. And let's start to bring some movement back into the body. So let's start by wriggling the fingers and the toes. Just noticing those sensations in the fingers and the toes. You might notice sensations at the level of the skin or maybe a bit deeper in the joints and the muscles. We can start to rotate the wrists around. Notice how that feels in the wrists but also in the forearms. We might start to move the forearms around, a little bit like we're using our imaginary skipping rope. We might let the hands rest on the thighs gently and just roll the shoulders around. And maybe we start to notice that that movement matches with our breathing. So we might breathe in as we squeeze the shoulders up and then breathe out as we relax them down. After a few shoulder rolls, perhaps we start to move the torso around. We could circle the torso around over the top of the sitting bones. We might start to notice how the hips are here and the lower back, the sides of the waist, the rib cage. making sure we circle around in both directions and maybe we notice that our circles aren't really quite circles there's some bumps in them maybe they're a bit more oval shaped than circular And when we've circled in both directions, we could come back to sitting tall again take a moment to change the cross of our legs we might need to do some little adjustments to the position of our weight on our sitting bones to get the pelvis into neutral again so that we can sit tall. We might follow the breath inside out. And then maybe we take the hands out to the sides, following the breath in and out. We might notice that as we breathe in and the rib cage and the belly expand, the shoulders move and maybe there's a bit of lightness that comes into the arms and the hands. As we breathe out, the arms and the hands relax, the shoulders relax and the rib cage relaxes. And there might be kind of a little pulsing sensation. Inhale of lightness in the hands and exhale of relaxing. And maybe next time we can feel that lightness in the hands. We can let the inhale breath send an arm up towards the ceiling and we might feel the breath a little bit more in that side of the rib cage. And then our exhale breath, we can release the arm down. Next inhale, breathe into the other side of the rib cage and the arm. And we could go from side to side a couple more times with the breath.
as we're going from side to side with the breath, paying attention to that connection between our breath and our movement. Again, we might notice what that quality of attention is like. Is it having to work really hard today? Is this a useful practice to notice the connection between breath and movement? When we've done both sides evenly, we could just let the hands rest on the thighs again and do a bit of rolling around on the sitting bones. By feeling into the hips again, the lower back. Just noticing what it's like to shift our weight around. And maybe there's some connection to our breath and our movement here. When we've circled in both directions, you could come back to sitting upright. We might follow the breath inside out again. And then let's roll over onto all fours so that we can come into some cat pose. You might spread your blanket out on your mat so you've got a bit of padding for your knees. You might spend a little bit of time rocking your weight from side to side. Maybe even picking up a hand, loosening the fingers and the wrist again before spreading the hand wide and placing it back down. And you might even loosen the toes and the feet and the ankles behind you. And then perhaps we find that nice steady all fours position. And then we start to make our way into our upward and downward cat. And as we do that, we might notice where's our movement kind of arising from? Is it a movement of the breath? Is it an urge to contract and then release some back muscles? Perhaps again, noticing what our quality of our attention is as we go from our upward to our downward cat. We might at some point feel the urge to do some hula hooping cat, taking the waist and the rib cage round in some circles. And making sure we're circling both directions. And then perhaps taking a minute to start to walk the hands out in front. Coming into our stretching cat. So the arms stretched out long in front. Perhaps the tailbone still tipping up towards the ceiling. And then kind of cat-like walking the hands back in. 
and walking them all the way back in towards the knees so that we can come up into our high kneeling. Take a moment just to wriggle the shoulders and let them settle. To feel balanced here. And then shift your weight across to the right so that you can gracefully step the left foot forward into your lunge and maybe do a little bit of rocking here to loosen the hips. Maybe we deepen that rocking so that we start to feel some sensation in the quads on the back leg and in the hamstrings on the back of the front leg. Maybe we notice there's a bit of internal chatter about, oh, man, those hamstrings are really tight. My knee doesn't like to be on the floor here. Just noticing what arises. And then let's steady ourselves between the front foot and the back knee. Find a nice foundation here. Let the arms and the shoulders relax. And let's wait for an inhale to let the arms float out and up towards the ceiling. And then we might release them out and down. Let's move them a different way. Stretch them up in front. And you might alternate which direction the arms are moving in. You might even have a go at doing some asymmetrical things. So maybe one arm reaching out to the side and maybe one arm reaching forward. And then perhaps at some point, just reaching both arms up towards the ceiling. Maybe we feel a little lift in the heart as we stay here. Might feel natural to lift the gaze towards the ceiling. Just pausing in our crescent moon pose for a couple of breaths. And then releasing the arms down. Let's walk this front foot out to the side so that we can come into our gate pose. So walk it out to the side and stretch the leg out. Get the hips comfortable. Relax the shoulders. And let's wait for that inhale breath to send the right arm up towards the ceiling. Do a little stretch. We'll slide down the extended leg. And then exhale to come out and take that top hand all the way to the floor so that we can inhale and reach the other arm up. And we might go side to side with the breath a couple of times in and out of our um, two variations of our gate pose. And then at some point, we could draw that extended leg back in again, come back to our high kneeling, maybe pausing to notice how we're a little bit asymmetrical. And then can we very gracefully step the right foot forward into our lunge? And same thing on the second side. So we might do a little wriggle of the hips. 
You know, we start to deepen that rocking because we like that sensation of stretch in the back quads and the sensation of stretch in the hamstrings on the front leg. And then at some point, we can make our weight even between front and back. Find our nice foundation here. Relax the arms and the shoulders. And let the inhale breath send the arms out and up towards the ceiling. Let the exhale relax them down. Maybe the inhale reaches them out in front and up. Same thing on this side. We might do a few asymmetrical things with the arms. Maybe we notice we have to do a little pause before we move. Do a bit of movement planning, work out where the arms are going, how that still connects with our breathing. We might notice that our attention is having to work quite hard when we do those asymmetrical things. Maybe we can reassure ourselves that we're making ourselves smarter. And at some point, we might reach both arms up again and pause in our crescent moon pose. Follow the breath in and out. Make sure we're still breathing. Make sure we can still smile. And then we relax the arms down. Let's walk the other foot round to the side. So right foot out to the side to come into our gate pose again. Getting the hips comfortable, relaxing the shoulders. Waiting for an inhale breath to send the left arm up. Breathing into that left side of the waist in the rib cage. And exhale breath to take the top hand to the floor and inhale, reach the right arm up. So going from one variation of our gate pose to the other. And we feel like we spent an equal amount of time on this second side. We could come out of our gate pose, draw our extended leg back in again, pause for a moment maybe in our high kneeling, follow the breath in and out. And then let's take our hands back to the floor and maybe this is the point where you whiz your socks off so that you can come into some downward dog pose. So walk the hands a little bit further forward of the shoulders. You might tuck your toes under and sit your buttocks back to your heels for a bit to stretch your feet. And then floating the hips up towards the ceiling. When you get to your downward dog pose, you might give the heels a little paddle. You might rock backwards and forwards between the hands and the feet. And 
And then let's come through our plank pose briefly. Maybe we discover we have to adjust the position of the feet, the distance of the feet from the hands. And then let's take knees to the floor, sit the buttocks back on the heels, a little rest in our child's pose. Maybe wriggling the hips from side to side. Maybe bringing the hands underneath the forehead. Let the neck relax. And then we might stretch the arms out again if we brought them in. And an inhale breath, let the inhale float us back up again onto all fours. Bring our weight forward over the hands so that we can bend the elbows and lower to the floor, that nice controlled flop. Now let's bring the hands a little bit further forward. We'll come into some cobra pose. So maybe it's the breath that initiates our movement. Maybe it's that urge to lift the head and the heart or to push the floor away with the hands. Just noticing where our movement comes from. And maybe just noticing where it comes from makes this movement a little bit more effortless. So we might come up and then lower back down. Maybe we are moving with the breath, inhaling to come up, exhaling to lower down. And we might just kind of go up and down three times. And then you could reposition your arms, take your forearms to the floor, maybe make fists with your hands and then push down really hard as you exhale to pick up your belly and your chest and make your way back to your downward dog pose. Maybe another little paddle of the heels in our downward dog or some rocking backwards and forwards. And then walking the feet towards the hands at the top of the mat, pausing in our standing forward bend. Maybe giving the head a little shake or wriggling the shoulders. And then a few breaths to make our way up to standing so that we can get lightheaded on the way up. Maybe when we make it all the way up, we want to stretch the arms up towards the ceiling and then relax them down through our prayer pose. And take a moment to find our Tadasana here, our mountain pose. So weight balanced on our feet, legs strong, spine long, crown of the head floating up towards the ceiling, but the shoulders relaxed. Take some time to just follow the breath in and out. So perhaps notice the effects of your practice so far on your physical body, on your heart, on your mind. And take some time to notice the noticing. What's your quality of attention like now? And let's bring the hands into prayer pose in front of the heart. We'll do a couple of nice slow sun salutations rolling together everything that we've done so far. So follow the breath in 
And at the end of your exhale, take that little moment to soften the knees, relax the arms so that you can inhale, push down with the feet and grow tall. Before your exhale and fold forwards and down. Let's bend the knees enough so we get hands to the floor. Let's step the left foot back into our lunge. And let's take the left knee onto the floor briefly. And then inhale, come up to our crescent moon. And then exhale, fold forwards again. Take the hands back to the floor. Tuck the back toes under. Let's step back to our downward dog. That's a little stretch in our downward dog. And then coming through our plank pose, knees to the floor, exhale, buttocks back on the heels. Inhale to come up onto all fours again. Let's lower to the floor. Reposition your hands. Can you make your way effortlessly into a little cobra pose? And then coming back out again, rearranging your arms so that you can pick yourself up to make your way back to your downward dog. And then we could just walk the feet towards the hands at the top of the mat. Let's come up halfway to standing on the inhale breath. Take the hands on the thighs. Make a tabletop with our back. And then next inhale, come all the way up to standing. Let's exhale and sit back in our imaginary chair. And then inhale, reaching up, doing a little balance on the tippy toes. And then exhale, relaxing the arms down, heels back on the floor. And let's go the other side. Inhale to grow tall. Exhale to fold forwards and down. Bend your knees, hands to the floor. Let's step the right foot back into lunge. Take the knee to the floor. Inhale to come up to our crescent moon pose. Exhale to take the hands back to the floor and step back to our downward dog. And then through our plank pose briefly. And then knees to the floor, exhale, buttocks on the heels. Inhale to come back up onto all fours, lower to the floor. Reposition the hands in a little cobra pose briefly. And then lowering back down. Repositioning the arms to pick ourselves up and make our way back to our downward dog. And then walk the feet towards the hands again at the top of the mat. Inhale to come halfway up. And then inhale to come the rest of the way up. Exhale to sit back in our imaginary chair. Inhale into a little balance. And exhale, coming back to our mountain pose. Pausing for a moment to follow the breath in and out. Check and make sure we can still smile. Notice how we've landed in our mountain pose here. So noticing perhaps our physical position, balance of our weight on our feet, position of our pelvis and our lower back, our shoulders. Maybe noticing mentally how we've landed in our mountain pose here.
And then let's turn sideways on our mats so that you can heel toe the feet a bit wider apart. And we'll come into some standing poses. So let's bring the hands into prayer pose in front of the heart. You might do some little wriggling to get the shoulders comfortable. Following the breath in and out. And next time we inhale, let's spread the arms wide at shoulder height. Turn the left toes out towards the short end of the mat. And remember as we roll this left leg out, it makes sense for the pelvis to come round a little bit, unless you're a ballet dancer. So the pelvis comes round a little bit. We're in a bit of an angle here. We don't want to jam up the sacroiliac joints or hurt the hips or the knee by trying to keep the pelvis really square to the front. And then we can exhale and bend the knee, come into our warrior two. Follow the breath in and out a couple of times. And then on an inhale, straighten your left knee and reach both arms up towards the ceiling. And then as you exhale, tip to the left side, keep reaching your right arm up. So you come into a nice open triangle pose here. And a couple of breaths in your triangle. And then let an inhale breath bring you back up again. Exhale, bend your knee to your warrior two. Inhale, straighten your knee. And then exhale, the hands back in and turn the toes back in. Pause, maybe adjust the position of the feet. Get the shoulders comfortable. And then we'll go to the second side. So inhale, spreads the arms wide and turns the right toes out. The exhale, bends our knee into our warrior two. Remember, we've let this hip come forwards a little bit so we're not straining through the sacroiliac joints. We're not twisting the knee. Couple of breaths in our warrior two. And then an inhale breath to reach both arms up and straighten our knee before we exhale and tip into our triangle on our second side. A couple of breaths here. And then letting an inhale bring us back up to upright again. Exhale to bend the knee, warrior two. Inhale to straighten the knee. Exhale the hands back in, turn the toes back in. Pausing for a moment, making any little adjustments that we need. And then we'll go a couple more times to each side. Let's go a little bit more fluidly with the breath. So wait for an inhale to send your arms wide, turn your left toes out. Exhale, bend your knee, warrior two. Inhale, straighten your knee, reach both arms up. Exhale, tip into your triangle. Inhale to come back up to upright. Exhale to bend your knee back to warrior two. Inhale to straighten your knee. Exhale, the toes back in, the hands back in. And then to the other side. Inhale, the arms wide, turn the right toes out. Exhale, bend your knee, warrior two. Inhale, straighten your knee, reach both arms up. Exhale, tip into your triangle pose. 
Inhale, float yourself back up again. Exhale, bend the knee, warrior two. Inhale, straighten the knee. Exhale, the hands back in, the toes back in. Let's go once more to each side. I'm going to add in a little warrior one as well this time. So wait for the inhale. Just spread the arms wide and turn the left toes out. Exhale, bend the knee, warrior two. Inhale, straighten the knee, reach the arms up. And then exhale, tip into your triangle pose. Inhale to come back up. Exhale, bend your knee, warrior two. Inhale, straighten your knee, reach both arms up. And this time as you exhale, our left hand's going to come down to just shoulder height. Our right hand's going to drop all the way down. We're bending that left, that left knee. And as the right hand comes past our back thigh here, we're going to turn the thigh and the hip around so the hips face the short end of the mat and we find ourselves in our warrior one. And a couple of breaths here. And then on an exhale breath, we can turn that right leg back out again, lower the arms to shoulder height, back to our warrior two. Inhale to straighten the knee, exhale the hands back in, the toes back in. Maybe we need to adjust the position of the feet or the shoulders. And then our second side. Inhale, sends the arms wide, we turn the right toes out. Exhale, bend the right knee. Inhale, straighten the knee, reach both arms up. Exhale, tip into your triangle pose. Inhale to come back up to upright. Exhale, bend your knee back to warrior two briefly. Inhale, straighten the knee, reach both arms up again. And this time as you exhale, bend your knee and the arms lower. That right arm comes just down to shoulder height. The left arm keeps dropping and as it comes past the left leg, it turns the leg and the hip around. So both hips face that short end of the mat. And we find ourselves in our warrior one. And then on an exhale breath, we can make our way back to our warrior two. Inhale to straighten the knee, exhale, turn the toes back in, bring the hands back to the heart. Maybe we adjust the position of the feet again. And let's bring the hands down onto the hips, relax the shoulders. And let's come into a forward bend. So nice and slowly, we might start to fold on the exhale. And then we might pause on the inhale. And then we might fold a bit further on the exhale and pause on the inhale. We're taking our time to come forwards, adjusting the position of our weight on our feet, adjusting the position of the shoulders and the spine. At some point, maybe we bring the hands down onto the thighs, or maybe we feel like we're folding forwards at the hips and we want to let the spine and the arms and the head hang towards the floor. If we have a bolster or a chair nearby, we might put them underneath the hands here. A little bit of support underneath the hands might make us open the heart a little bit more as we fold.
And then we're going to come down onto the floor into sitting, but there's a couple of ways you can do that. You might, from your forward bend, start to heel toe the feet towards each other and then bend your knees really deeply, come down through a squat. Or maybe from your forward bend, you take a couple of breaths to come back up to standing and then heel toe your feet back towards each other. Maybe give the legs a little shake and then make your way down onto the floor. And you might come down into sitting on your blanket again. And let's bring the soles of the feet together in our bound angle. Maybe having a little wriggle to get the sitting bones in contact with the floor, get the pelvis into neutral. And finding that just the right amount of tension, the Goldilocks position, just the right amount of tension in the arms and the hands hanging onto the legs so that the heart feels open and lifted, but we're not straining so much that we've stopped breathing. And follow the breath in and out. And maybe we keep sitting tall here because that's good for all our postural muscles. It feels nice to have the chest open. Or maybe we really feel like we need another forward bend. Start to walk the hands down the legs. We start to fold forwards. And then if we have come forwards, a longer inhale breath would float us back up again. And we could draw the left foot closer in towards us, slide it underneath the right thigh, and then pick up the right knee, put the foot flat on the floor either here or all the way over to the outside of that left knee. And wherever we've put the foot, let's sit nice and tall here. And then perhaps on an exhale breath, we can release around into a twist. So twisting around to the right side, the chest, the belly, the shoulders, maybe the head last of all. Or you might notice where it feels comfortable to position the hands here. Again, that Goldilocks position, perhaps holding onto a leg to kind of support us in our twist here, but not levering ourselves around so that we've stopped breathing. And then perhaps a longer inhale breath to bring us out of our twist. We could come back to our bound angle briefly. And then go to our second side. So drawing the right foot closer in, sliding it underneath the left thigh, picking up the left knee and putting the foot flat on the floor, either here in front, or if we want to tangle the legs up more, taking it over to the outside of the right knee. Wherever it is, let's make sure the hips are comfortable. The pelvis can come to neutral and we can sit tall. Check and make sure we're still breathing. And then perhaps on an exhale breath, we can release around to our twist on the other side. The belly, the chest, 
the shoulders, maybe the head last of all. And a longer inhale breath could bring us back out of our twist again. We can untangle the legs and we might come back to our bound angle one last time. Sitting tall or perhaps coming into a little forward bend for a couple of breaths. And if we've come forward, an inhale breath would bring us back up again. Let's use the hands underneath the knees to help squeeze the knees back together. And you might wriggle down off your blanket and I'm going to turn sideways. So we're going to come into a little boat pose here. So let's have the feet flat on the floor, the knees bent. Maybe a little bit of support with the hands on the thighs or on the front of the knees here to help us lift the heart. Maybe the breath helps us lift the heart. Here we find that neutral position for the spine. And then worry about whether we can let go with the hands or whether we want to bring the feet up off the floor. Maybe both feet or maybe just one foot at a time. Doing whatever variation of our boat pose works for you. And then when you come out, cross your legs, bring your hands or your fists to the floor a little bit in front of your hips and then lean forward and push down really hard, see if you can pick something up off the floor. And then you could come back to your boat pose one last time maybe. Doing all those little adjustments to find your neutral spine. Noticing how much you lean back in order to keep your balance. Boat pose is a balance, isn't it? We've got to balance the weight of the legs with the weight of the torso. And again, when we come out, we could cross the legs, see if you can cross them the other way. Lean forward, hands or fists to the floor, push down really hard. And then bring the legs around in front again. Make sure you're in the right spot on your mat so that you can recline your way back down onto the floor. And maybe when you get there, you want to stretch your arms and your legs out really long. Maybe at some point you want to hug your knees towards your belly. You could squeeze them in. Do a little bit of rocking to give your back a massage. And then let's take the feet back to the floor again, reasonably close towards the buttocks so that we can do some bridge pose. Wriggle the shoulders down away from the ears. Make sure the spine starts in neutral. And let's come in and out of our bridge pose with our breath and with a little bit of movement of the arms and the legs again, just to kind of vary our movement. So let's wait for an inhale breath to float the arms up towards the ceiling and take them back behind the head. And as we exhale, let's float them up and over again, bring them back down by our side. 
The next inhale breath. Let's push down with the feet and float the hips up into our little bridge pose. And then exhale to lower the hips back down again. And then the next inhale, let's float both feet up towards the ceiling. And then exhale, bend the knees, pop the feet back on the floor again in the right spot for your next bridge pose. So a nice little sequence here. So you inhale and the arms go. You might notice the back arch a little bit. The belly expands. But then as you exhale and bring the arms down, bring the lower back into neutral again, nice and long. And let's keep it nice and long as we push down with the feet on the next inhale and come to our bridge pose. And exhale, lower back down. And then inhale, send the feet up. And exhale, bend the knees, feet back on the floor. You might go one last time. Inhale, the arms go. The belly might expand and the back might arch a little bit. Make an exhale, bring the arms back down, bring the spine back into neutral. Inhale, we might push down with the feet. We might notice that we're also pushing down with the backs of the arms and the shoulders. Exhale, lowering back down. Inhale, floating the feet up towards the ceiling. You maybe want to pause here for an extra breath. We might support the backs of the legs with the hands. And then exhale, pop the feet back on the floor. And maybe we come up into our bridge pose and we stay for a couple of breaths now. So you might inhale and send the arms up first. Exhale, bring the arms down and bring the spine into neutral. Inhale, push down with your feet, float your hips up. And maybe we stay in our bridge pose for a few breaths. You might adjust the position of the shoulders. Maybe you walk them in towards each other behind you. A bit more opening through the front of the chest. You might even interlace the fingers underneath you. You might adjust the position of the head. And staying in your bridge pose for just as long as feels comfortable for you and then coming back out carefully. And maybe you send the feet up towards the ceiling one last time. Again, maybe you pause for a couple of breaths. You might wriggle your toes around up in the air there and rotate your ankles. And then maybe when you bend your knees, you bring your knees all the way in towards your belly and you hug them in with your hands and you do a bit of rocking on your back again. And you might like to spread your arms wide at shoulder height and come into some twists. Now you can keep the feet off the floor and the knees right over your belly as you come into your twist. Or you can take your feet back onto the floor, have the knees lower. So remember, the higher up we have the knees, the higher up in the spine we feel that point of twist. When we have the knees high, we might feel that twist right up in the thoracic spine. We might even feel some twisting in the rib cage. 
where we might roll from side to side in and out of our side lying twist. That movement that creates some softness, some letting go rather than just kind of hanging in a, in a pose, hanging in a twist and expecting that something will let go at some point. Probably won't because your body's really smart and it will hang on to protect itself. So maybe you've had your knees high for a little while, that twist in your spine up quite high. Maybe at some point you want to take your feet back to the floor and experiment with that kind of twist, the knees a bit further away. Maybe we notice that twist more in the lumbar spine. We notice twisting in the belly and the sides of the waist. And then at some point you might come to your easy rest position. So the knees bent, the feet flat on the floor, a comfortable distance from the buttocks, arms a comfortable distance from the sides of the body. Might take a moment to follow your breath in and out and just notice if there's any other movements or stretching that you feel like your body needs so that you can be comfortable for your final Shavasana. So maybe you want to rock on your back again. Maybe you want to stretch your arms and your legs out really long. Maybe you feel like you need a sleeping pigeon pose where you cross one ankle over the opposite knee and you draw both legs up towards you. At some point in all of that, you probably want to put some warm things back on, socks and jackets and things, because your body will cool down in your relaxation. You might want to grab a blanket for over the top of you or a folded blanket for behind the head. Maybe you've got a bolster and you want to tuck the bolster underneath the back of your knees. Or maybe you have the knees bent and the feet flat on the floor. Either of those might make the back a little bit more comfortable. And doing all those little adjustments to find a place of comfort and ease for your final shavasana, your final relaxation. Like we did at the start of the class, you might follow your breath in through your nose and then do a long, soft sigh out between your lips. Welcome yourself to your final pose for your practice. You might do that long, soft sigh out a few times. Maybe at first you feel some tension dropping out of the hip or the lower back or the shoulders. Maybe as the physical body starts to soften, you notice the heart and the mind start to become quieter.
can describe this final pose for our practice as that little reward that we get at the end of our practice for all the work that we've done and the time that we allow for our physical body, our heart and our mind just to absorb the goodness of the practice. I heard that effect described recently as the Santa Claus effect. So we might remember a long time ago that once upon a time we believed in Santa Claus. You know, at Christmas time we'd be all excited. Maybe we put the beer bottle out and some cookies or something in case Santa came along and needed a snack. But then at some point we stopped believing in Santa Claus. Perhaps we caught our parents sneaking the presents under the tree. Perhaps it was the kids at school who enlightened us. We might not actually remember what that moment was when we stopped believing. But certainly, once we stopped believing, couldn't really go back. It's kind of like once you see something, you can't unsee it. I might think of our yoga practice a little bit like that. So maybe once we've finished our shavasana and you get up off the floor and you go on with the rest of your day, you forget about what the details were of the poses that we did and the particular sensations we were noticing as we went from one pose to another. But we kind of can't unsee that effect of our practice. That's why we give ourselves this little time. We don't need to do anything. We don't need to analyse what we've done. We just make space in the body, the heart and the mind to absorb that goodness. Can't undo that goodness of the practice. We've already done it. And now there's no need to open your eyes just yet. But our practice is nearly over for this morning. So you can start to draw some deeper breaths back in. Start to wriggle your fingers and your toes. Maybe start to rotate the wrists and the ankles. And then you might like to stretch out the arms and the legs. You might like to curl the arms and the legs in, hug the knees in towards you again. And at some point when you feel ready, roll over onto your side. Maybe take a couple of breaths there to prepare yourself. And then make sure you use your hands and your arms to help you to make your way up to sitting.
sit however is comfortable. Bring your hands into prayer pose in front of your heart. Bow your head down towards your hands. And maybe take some time to express a little bit of gratitude towards yourself for the practice that you've done this morning. And taking some time out just to be here. We can release the arms out to the sides. Take a nice big inhale breath, stretch the arms up, link the eyes open. Exhale the hands back down. So Shanti, peace everybody. Thanks for joining me.